0: everyone. We're right in the middle of the holidays. It is a busy time, and I know all of you, especially those ones that are listening, live, uh, I thank you right off the bat because you're able to fit me in your, into your very busy schedules right about now. But I'm going to make the show short, not just for you guys, but for me, too. I do have another radio show interview almost directly after the show. So instead of going the whole two hours because there is some prep I need to do for the next show, it's uh for something called a touch of spirit. And I can't give you any more information than that because it was all sort <laughs> of planned just off the cuff and I don't even know the network it's on, but it is I will get the you know, the, the clip of the show and I will post it on my website at some point. So you all be able to hear it, but it's called The Touch of Spirit, and I'm a guest on that show almost directly after this one. And it just happened coincidentally that <clears throat> this gal shows at the same day and just shortly after mine. And we have to get on the. <clears throat> excuse me. We have to talk for about a half an hour ahead of time because there's been virtually no, <laughs> well, very little planning. So we need to talk. So I'm making the show short and that should help those of you who are listening live um i do want to speak a little bit about my second book and you know me i'm not much of a self-marketer <coughs> i don't know why i get on the radio and i have this frogs in my throat there must be some some issue here that i need to clear uh right along with the frog in my throat so but it doesn't seem too overwhelmingly bad, so I don't tend to put my mind to it. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Soul Psychology, our journey through the human kingdom universe. I'm, again, I'm not much of a self-marketer, but this book is really powerful, you guys, and I thought today, just to keep it simple and short, I'd, I'd like to talk about how what I say on the back cover, because even if you look at my soulpsychologythebook.com, that's the splash page about the book, Again, at Self Psychology, the book.com. you're not going to see the back page. So, and I love what the back page says. You know, these things take a long time to pull together. So, I felt like I really got the words pulled together, and I want to just talk slightly a little bit about it. Okay. So. It says, what do you do when you've reached a desperate place where drastic measures loom in front of you? Many would look outside themselves for answers. And I don't say this on the book, but of course, looking outside herself is always a viable option and one we do need to look at. But this book explores the inward dimension of your soul and opens a powerful realm of help. Okay. The soul is a power player and partner to the mind of this life. A partner that seems unreachable, since we cannot phone it to ask questions, it does communicate, but because we're unaware, we unwittingly ignore what it is telling us. Manifesting problems in this life is how the soul talks, in quotes. In between lives, our soul decides what areas of dysfunction we want to heal and balance because we don't remember the plan. Once born when problems occur we feel helpless and afraid and uh have difficult emotional difficulties with the problems instead we can view our problems as windows to awareness indicating our soul's purpose and direction okay That's what I try to tell you guys a lot. Pay attention to what's wrong in your life because this is the way, this is what you at the soul level have wanted to come in to work on, to heal, to balance, to understand, to become aware of, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. This process is how the humanities evolve one step, one life, one experience at a time. Together, the soul and the mind can accomplish much. Alone, each operates with one hand tied behind the back. When you listen to what your soul is telling you, you have the keys to resolve your difficulties. Soul psychology unfolds the concepts of the soul and mind, in body and out, during your journey within the human kingdom heavens. The human kingdom universe, excuse me. It shows how your partnership brought you to this lifetime and how you will use it to heal your life. In the same way that Freud pioneered psychology, the study of the human mind, the higher self's multi-layered information offers soul psychology, the study of the human soul. Anyway, that's what's on the back of my book, more or less. I edited, I mean I threw in a few more things, but this is a really important book, and being the holidays, I really thought to encourage you guys to take a look. Now it comes in an ebook on Kimball. It does come in the print book too it's available uh it's available and it's not that expensive and It might be worth a Christmas gift to one of some of your loved ones or one of your loved ones or to yourself it's just It just offers so much and you don't have to read it from start to finish. You can jump around you can take. You know, you might be full on into it for a week and put it down for three months and pick it up again. There isn't any right and wrong here because there's a lot of meat. I do give examples, I do explain, I do... There's a lot of help in there. There's a glossary, as I've mentioned, that really is helpful, if, especially if you jump around or if you put the book down from time to time. Uh, I do that on purpose to keep it, make it easier for you. You don't have to keep track of where things are explained. It doesn't mean that it's hard to understand. It's just a lot to hold on to, perhaps. But those of you listening to the show, have context. Because some of what I talk about is almost like foundational to the book. The book goes into more depth, way more depth. But in that way, it has a lot of meat. But it isn't difficult to understand. And of course, if you have any questions, guess what? You can always email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com com or Janet at the Higher South at com. Anyway, again, it's available on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you don't even have to pay the shipping. So guys, enjoy. The other thing I do want to mention is that there is an upcoming event I'm going to be participating in, and it's an event You know what, I don't even know the name of the event, but it's New Year's Eve. Grief, I'm ridiculous. (coughs) I came to today after being swamped. I'm leaving tomorrow to visit my daughter, and boy, did I have a lot to do this week. So this week is a little bit haphazard and catch-a-catch-can, so I apologize for that. But New Year's Eve, those of you who are anywhere in the Southern California area, there is an event, something different from the regular New Year's Eve event. It's a a spiritual event related to bringing in the new year in a different way. This event offers, I'm going to be one of the headliners there, I'm going to be doing a healing to help all, all that are there, and of course you know my healings, I bring in everybody, But I'm going to be healing to help others to smooth the way for the intentions and the desires that we have for 2016. Instead of the the normal, just the New Year's Eve resolutions, I'm there to help you find those resolutions and find a way to actually manifest them in 2016. So I'm really encouraging you guys to come. It's at the university Synagogue. Um, 3400 Mickelson Drive in 92612 Irvine. Uh oh sorry. Mickelson Drive in Irvine. I'm reading this thing. Uh the zip code is 92612. Anyway, I've got to give you a gosh. Oh, and I don't think I have Yeah, I don't have the I don't have the web address. Um actually what was it it's something very easy um anyway i will i will get it out to everyone certainly before new year's eve but i there's going to be a lot going on it's not only people like me doing talks or whatever but there's going to be uh, a big celebration at 12 o'clock if there's going to be all sorts of food there's going to be a champagne fountain i mean this thing is going to be really fun but it's going to have a slightly different approach. It's not going to be just about partying and, um, you know, getting wasted or something. It's, it's going to be about bringing in the new year in the highest level that we can seeing our lives in front of us as something to be treasured and valued and expanded and that we can get even more out of the next year than we got out of this prior year. Now I know, those of you who listen to my show are working hard. But, but as everybody knows, this is the process. So let's expand the process and bring it to even higher levels. I just thought this was such a great idea. And, that, and when I was asked to be a part of it, I thought, absolutely. And I would like to invite everyone uh, to come. Again, let me give you the, the address. It's the University Synagogue at 3400 Mickelson Drive. Now, I know there's plenty of you around the world who can't come to this. But anyway, it's Mickelson, M-I-C-H-E-L-S-O-N Drive in Irvine, California, 92612. And I will get out the the actual uh, website so you can see more about it, the website address. Anyway, I do want to tell you also that next Wednesday, the two days before Christmas, I will not be having a show. I will be en route back from visiting my daughter in Houston, Texas, to here. Her birthday is on the 22nd, so I'm going to be there for her birthday, and then I return to celebrate Christmas with my son. And so there will not be any show. It's just been too crazy for me to do a pre-tape show, so I'm sorry about that. But I will be back uh, on the Wednesday between Christmas and New Year's, and from then on, as usual. (laughs) You know me, you can't get rid of me too easily. So that's it. Now, this today, I do want to give you very brief feedback on the healing I did last week. For those of you who listened to it, um, I thought it was a really powerful show. It was about, I ran into somebody who had experienced um, a loss of a parent this year, and this Christmas was going to be the first Christmas that she was going to be having this holiday without her mom, so I was very taken by that, and have heard that kind of thing over and over again, and began to think about the fact that holidays often represent loss losses come hit people more in the face sometimes because of the the joy that can be in a holiday and so I actually did a healing on death, dying and loss and I talked about heaven. It was a chapter from my book, Soul Psychology. And actually I thought it was very relevant to <laughs> I thought it was very relevant to the whole holiday season in a way to help us move into the holidays without, you know, with some of the easing of the pain or the sorrow or the grief or the sense of loss. But here's my one feedback that I did get on it. It was my, my um My wonderful assistant, you've heard me mention her many times, I think. She's fabulous. Um, And she listens to all my shows after the fact. She writes a little blurb beside it, you know, when when it's posted in the archive uh, so that, you know, people know what that show is going to be. So, anyway, I asked her, I said, Well, what'd you think of the show? And she said, Well, it was an awful lot about death and dying, she said. So uh, we had a big chuckle on that, and it was, and I even acknowledged it in the show, that maybe it didn't seem like the right topic for a holiday. But in fact, for those people who are hurting around holidays, I think it was the exact right topic. But today, I'm going to do a healing on something that's a lot more, quote-unquote, normal for a holiday. It is something that we're all thinking about, and this is... The, what I want to work on today is to bring balance in between giving and receiving. Now, <clears throat> I'm talking to the choir here. This this is not an issue that is new to, to most of you. It, some of you, it may sound familiar, but you're not really sure where to go with it, etc. And I don't know where the healing's going to go, but I don't really feel I need to talk to you guys about giving and receiving because it's something that's that, that everybody or many people are aware of. However, I do want to make it clear that there's that giving and receiving are really two issues. So we have the state of giving, where and there's issues between giving too much or too little. You know, being out of balance with giving, and it's the same with receiving. There's it's it's another issue, and there's two sides of this that can be out of balance. Either that we're overly into receiving and maybe some people would call us if we're in that category might call those people selfish or something like that. I never use that word because if somebody is overly into receiving, there's some deep hurt under there. But in any case, that would be one area of being out of balance. The opposite one of course is people who can't receive at all. And then for both of those issues, you have all the degrees and, uh, the in-betweens uh, in a, along a continuum. And so what I'm going to be doing in the healing is I'm going to be working on the um, um, neutralizing the extremes and bringing the patterns for all of us into a much more of a state of balance, bringing it down into the center where we can evenly and in a balanced, equal manner, both give and receive at the highest level. Now, I do want you all to keep in mind that because it's the holidays, which is all around gift giving, you might automatically think, well, this has to do with gifts or something material. But of course, if you think about it for a nanosecond, you're going to know and understand that giving and receiving also means giving and receiving love, giving and receiving forgiveness, giving and receiving uh, joy, et cetera. So there's a lot of uh, elements to this. I don't know where the higher selves are going to take me. I I do feel like I'm getting hoarse because, good gracious, I hope I'm not going to lose my voice or anything. I don't think so. But anyway, (coughs) excuse me. But now I want everyone to um, quiet your mind and... Get in a comfortable place. Relax. Take it easy. And take a few deep breaths to quiet the mind. And I just want to say, welcome to all my listeners. I jumped into this show so fast. I was racing around all morning. I was like, oops, it's time for my show. So (laughs) um, I, too, need to quiet my mind and pull myself together and... Take a few deep breaths. And in that, in so doing, I'm just moving into that state of oneness with my um, pure soul essence and immediately all the love and caring and um, gratitude and uh, anticipation for the show for the for the listeners is moving into place and I want to share it with you I know I share it a lot how much I appreciate you but now I usually do at the end and maybe not listeners don't get all the way to the end so I'm doing it at the beginning now I, I want to thank you for your year or years or weeks or months or whatever you've been putting into it even if this is your first time I want to thank you for your presence for your support. And I appreciate the opportunity so much. You've brought me so much over the years, all my listeners. So thank you. And uh, I wish you so much joy for the holidays, a tremendous amount of joy for the holidays and balance and harmony. Okay. Now I want us to all begin to bring that focus of attention in. Again, if you have trouble quieting the mind, just listen to my voice focus on the voice, focus on what I'm saying, or you can also do the simple technique of focusing on the position of your arms and legs, your hands and feet, what, what are they touching, how are they contacting the chair or the couch or the bed or whatever, the floor, whatever you're uh, connecting with. And by focusing on those things, you can bring that focus of attention in. And I am now watching the, the forever now moment. Uh, excuse me, the now moment, move into place. And it's it moves, It's it sort of started with me, it's sort of interesting, and then it just kind of expanded like someone was blowing up a balloon and encompassed the totality of that symbolic wheel that I find that I'm using more and more and over and over again. I hope you guys aren't too bored with it. I used to change my symbols up quite a bit, but this one seems to be one that, Brings in the immediate sense of connection, the immediate sense of equality, the immediate sense of support and being together as one within this healing. And that feels so, oops, was that one of my cats? I'm sorry. That was felt so, feels so good to me and feels so, um, relevant and significant. And so it just stayed. Anyway, so the the now moment is in place. And I want each and every one of you to begin to expand the focus uh, to encompass the totality of the past, present, and future now for all that are present. Now, I didn't say, but on this rim are a lot of people. I'm not good with numbers. I would say hundreds, but it could be more. Um, I don't know if it's as many, if, because it's a symbol, so... I'm not really sure uh, what it represents, but it does look like a tremendous amount of people and their listeners past, present and future. And of course, anybody that has been brought in to the show that continue, continues to uh, come in at the soul level. So I want I want all of you to really focus on that and to understand that as we expand this forever now moment, It is encompassing the total process of each and every soul and creates that incredible energetic field that that spans the universe known and unknown and creates that time-space continuum that I talk about from time to time, uh, that sci-fi kind of sounding thing, but it spans in time, a huge amount of time from the time we were manifested as minerals all the way through the future now that we have experienced and it also spans a huge amount of space because we've been on many more planets hundreds if not thousands of planets all over the universe not just in the milky way but all over the universe to as we've gone through our long eons and eons and eons long sojourn so the forever now moment encompasses the totality of that as well and that's why we have this huge time-space continuum streaking through, <laughs> moving f- across this universe. That's that's the sense that I have. And the now we're going to focus on that pure soul essence that we are, that incredible um, part of the divine that each and every soul carries from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved soul. And once we've been expressed as minerals within the uh, human, within the universe, the um, we have this pure soul essence in and out of body, no matter um, no matter what, it never leaves us, and it is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. And I just experienced something very strange as I said that. I got almost a i got a vignette from i I can't even explain it. It's just too bizarre. I saw like this sped up viewpoint of the evolutionary system from mineral through humans and beyond. And every once in a while, there'd be something that would pop out at me. So I saw a very beautiful kind of flowering tree, one I don't recognize. I did see, um, um, I, I don't even want to, I can't explain it, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um, I, I saw some very powerful symbols coming out of this. It was so quick. It's very hard for me to verbalize. But I hadn't seen that before, so it was very exciting. And it's related to this pure soul essence because our pure pure soul essence has been around the totality of our journey. And we've experienced so many infinite, 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 infinite to the infinite power experiences, lives, uh, planets, people, situations, conditions, events, everything. And so it's a massive, massive journey and... Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sorry, guys. Um, (laughs) I never talk about my animals, but I have two cats, and for the first time ever, the two of them are right behind my computer. One is literally standing on a bar, and the other one is lying on the one piece of of space that can be... Anyway, they've never done that, so I'm sorry. It's a little distracting for me. Um, Okay, so we're focused on that pure soul essence and I see it filling the forever now moment I see the legions of people coming in the legions of souls to come in to partake of the light Oh, and I am already beginning to feel pain in the heart so we'll deal with that in a second um, amidst all this beauty there is still much pain in the world and um, I, I have a feeling we're going to move into some of, releasing some of that too uh, so okay the We're also going to be moving this forever now moment into uh, and become one with the originating source of all there is, moving it into the creative life force. This is a very powerful moment, guys. There is something very special here because we are going to be focusing on the joy and the love and the forgiveness in the world to focusing on bringing it to as many souls as possible. Um, I don't even know. It feels almost as if the healing is moving off of giving and receiving, although it may also include that. I don't know. Uh, But right now I'm being taken into, uh, we're all activating the rainbow bridge energy, connecting our chakras with the originating source, uh, bringing in that tent-like thing where the pure soul essence light is uh, not the Rainbow bridge is moving up, connecting at the top, the center of the hub, way above our center of the wheel, way above our heads, almost like the top of a tent. And then the rainbow bridge goes up and out. Okay, I'm getting something here now. Okay, what we're going to do first and foremost right now, because this rainbow bridge is a bridge and it can carry beautiful energy without distortion and i want to activate right now divine love that higher heart consciousness and i want us all from all the listeners as we stand on the rim of this wheel i want all of the listeners including myself to begin to activate and focus sending divine love over the rainbow bridge up to the center above us. It's, it's as if it's, you know, a tent, strings of a tent, but they're centered, and then the, and centered over the rainbow bridge, and I'm seeing the divine love moving up from all of us, it, and we are absorbing and utilizing all the resource of divine love from the originating source. We are sending all this divine energy out over the rainbow bridge, out all over the universe. Wow we're just pumping it out it is being brought because there's so many of us and the rainbow bridge is so huge and the divine love and it can it can be whatever it needs to be in any case even if there were 3 of us but somehow it feels like the numbers make such a difference the additional energy the additional intention the additional focus of sending divine love out to I'm sorry, but it's bringing tears to my eyes. Oh, my gosh. Out to the the this world, it's going to be a whole universe, but let's just focus right now on this planet because this is where we live and breathe. We enjoy, uh, we appreciate that it's being sent to the whole universe, but right now... I can't help but focus on the planet because what came up for me as the love went out over the planet was all of those souls around the planet. And some of us are included in that too, that have great pain and great lack of love in their life, great suffering. And so I want to, as we send out this love, I want to ask the higher self and all of us to begin to focus on releasing into tremendous light all of the pure soul essence light and all of the divine light that we can access all of that pain and suffering. (sighs) Okay, I want to just... I see it coming out. There's so much pain. It's just this sort of black uh, misery, a lot of misery coming out, a lot of misery, and I want all of that misery to be brought into the light. And it's misery of being alone, misery of being uh, penniless, misery of being, uh, life being hopeless. There's a lot of hopelessness here and helplessness misery in the life pattern, that it is painful, there is much suffering here, Uh, just tremendous amount of of pain and suffering going on. Um, There's also tremendous amount of frustration because of the, the feelings of powerlessness and helplessness. It's as if there's no hope, It's as if there's nothing that can be done and i want the belief systems in within this misery and that sustain the misery that there is no hope that there is nothing that can be done because these when we get ourselves in those kind of places uh, it's because we're also carrying the belief that that's true and so it just keeps fueling this continual misery because we've locked into the belief there there is no hope and there is nothing that can be done. And so I want the belief systems, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the misinterpretations to also be flowing out as much as possible. There is so much heartache. There is so much heartache. Some of this I addressed last week. I can feel it, the heartache around the holidays and loss Uh, Even loss of opportunity in one's life, it also brings uh, up for people, and I don't believe I handled this part last week uh, or or even touched on it, was the the loss of the, 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 the possibility of joy in one's life, the loss of the possibility of happiness or of productivity or feeling good about the self, of getting out of the drudgery, the, the loss of all of that kind of stuff is is here too. But it is being let go. I can feel it because the divine love is helping and facilitating the release of all of this pain and suffering. Um, I want to call in too because there's a, underneath the pain and suffering is also all that blame, all the frustration, all the anger, all the... Um, There's vengeance here, wanting to get back at. Somebody else deserves to get hurt because I'm so hurt. Those kind of feelings. And I want to call in now divine forgiveness. This is really important because um, all of this blame, as I've talked about, comes from a place of not understanding, uh, lack of um, misinterpretation and misunderstanding, misconceptions all sorts of things, also trying to figure out why things happened and in those lives that we've had without the expanded con- concepts that we have now on this planet, the 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 reasons that we held on to really were based on misconceptions. And I've talked a lot about it. I don't feel this is the place to go into that now. But the the blame comes from real experiences in the sense that there was a lot of suffering, a lot of difficulty, a lot of problems, a lot of misery. And there's trying to understand why, because why we want to avoid it in the future. So we, we look for reasons. Unfortunately, we often lock on to reasons that are misunderstandings. In fact, everything that happens to us is, mirrors what we carry inside. But for eons of lifetimes, we never had that concept. That's relatively new, certainly relatively new for the general populace, so to speak, that somehow we have an effect on our lives. And as you know, what I say is we're own directing identities and we aren't victims. Whatever happens to us in the outer reality, as I said when I was reading the back cover of my book, it's a way our soul talks to us. This is a pattern we need to heal. We need to bring into a balance. So we misunderstand that kind of thing for so long, and we blamed, and we hurt, and we felt anger, and uh, all sorts of thoughts of getting back at, and hurting back, and vengeance, and revenge, and I want all of that to be and that I, I I did a healing on this after Paris. Not heard back from anyone on this healing. And I think it's because it was a little bit out there for a lot of people, but I did half the healing was on the was on the the perpetrators of the terror and I'm feeling that this kind of really deep and i don't remember what i got it was fascinating but i'm getting now that a lot of this this kind of hurt this kind of misery can be uh can really focus on the vengeance and getting back at kind of aspect and we all carry it to some degree when it gets out of whack to the extreme then it would move into that kind of terrorist kind of realm and i really but we all carry it how many haven't we have said well you know she's getting what she deserves or he's you know he's getting what's come to him or you know funny thing karma goes around right so we've all carried even in small ways those kind of feelings even consciously but the unconscious level some of this was taught think about eye for an eye tooth for tooth that was embedded in societies and cultures that we know of that we've heard of that are have been on this planet so we have to understand that we need to get rid of all of that that idea to get back at to hit back to um to get our revenge and if we can't get it let's cheer on somebody else to get it for us this is very 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 it's part of the human condition guys it goes very deep and i'm also seeing and i know i've worked on the astral with you guys it's been a while now and i don't bring it up every time but boy do we have some powerful astral uh and i do believe i even worked on this one but there's more here that whole vengeance thing revenge get back out stick the dogs on you know all of that, so we're sending the light into that astral, uh, the, the astral, the parts of the astral and the dark astral that are carrying the, these same thoughts. We want to neutralize this as much as possible. So um, I feel almost as if we're getting off the track, but we really aren't. I wouldn't be led here if this weren't really important because those kind of feelings, if they move to the extreme, even if they haven't, <laughs> they... Affect others in some way, so we and on ourselves, because people have it toward us, don't you know so we whether or not we're aware at some point in our lives in our sojourn, we've had it coming to us, so we've experienced it, we don't want it, we don't want the we don't want any part of it, so I'm calling in again divine forgiveness and divine understanding. Divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. Really important energies here. And the divine forgiveness I'm seeing moving in in a very different kind of way. It's almost as if it's moving along the ground all around the planet. And it's permeating the ground and the, you know, seemingly, I don't know exactly how it works, but it's permeating both the ground and the the atmosphere. The divine love came in sort of over the whole planet and permeated from the top down. So it doesn't really matter. It's just a symbol. But the fact of the matter is these energies are very powerful and they are working their magic. And it's being brought to all souls. I do want to call in an um, evolutionary enlightenment energy, it is a an energy that is uh, useful for all souls at whatever evolutionary level they are. It's not just for humans. And from time to time, I do activate this energy because the the souls at mineral, plant, and animal level, uh, they deserve energy too. Now, they would get the divine forgiveness and the divine love too. It would be deintensified intensified down for them. But... In my mind, this evolutionary enlightenment is a very powerful energy that they would tremendously benefit from, even though I know they benefit from all of the divine energies that we send. So I don't know why I'm sort of talking myself crazy here. I don't know. But in any case, I do call in evolutionary enlightenment. And that, of course, would help all of the humanities and all souls because at every level, evolutionary enlightenment helps... Every soul, it helps move us all into higher frequencies of understanding and uh, awareness, consciousness, etc. cetera. Okay. Okay, the Higher South are indicating that um, they did kind of hijack the, the healing there uh, for a minute, but they do want me to move on to this bringing... Um, the giving and receiving into a state of balance. And so right now I'm seeing two hubs in the middle of the wheel, even though it's usually just one, but two. And and I see giving on one side symbolically and uh, receiving on the other. And I don't really see anything related to giving, but I just see sort of a, I don't know, kind of a blob, (laughs) a blob. Okay. For, for lack of better words, and it's dark, and it just means it's carrying the all of the issues, the problems, the blocks, the um, the distortions, the belief systems the self-identities, whatever it is that's related to the issue of giving. And I want to encourage everyone, and I will be using this symbol as my key to my my focus, my focal point, but I want everyone just to begin to, just in general, let's begin to release the misconceptions and misunderstandings about giving. Okay. Okay first thing that comes up for me and it is being released is the idea that unless i give no one's going to like me tying our worth tying our lovability tying our uh, value onto the action of giving now i want everybody to release this and it's not because suddenly again be careful we don't want to go to the the either or thing it doesn't mean if we release this that suddenly we're going to stop giving and and be uh, and don't care and become selfish or whatever. It's not about an either or thing. It just means that we want to be giving. First of all, we want to be clear that we are worth. We carry tremendous value just by being. It has nothing to do with any action, good, bad, or indifferent. Just by being, we carry. We are the pure soul essence. We are one with the originating source of all there is. We don't have to do anything. So a belief system that ties our worth to an action, even a good action, is one that we want to neutralize because we want to move into the state of loving the self and valuing the self just because we are. So that's very, very important. We don't want to also have our determination of our worth based on what other people think of us we want to find that self love and self worth within not related to what people think about us so that's that's the first that's very very important why we want to release this the second part of it is simply that sometimes the the giving is a, if we feel really bad about ourselves the giving can move into that extreme place where we're giving at the expense of ourselves And so that's the next part of the healing. We don't want to give to the expense of ourselves. That never was the requirement, guys. It isn't a requirement. It isn't a law of the universe. It's nothing. Self-sacrifice is something we we need to walk away from. Uh, It's very difficult to walk away from because we've done this kind of self-sacrifice in a lot of lives. It was almost required by a lot of societies. Even in this societies, I've said often, the mother to races of the world are put on pedestals, and so that you know that belief system that we carry that sacrifice is a good thing. Even with the the you know Christ on the cross, he sacrificed himself for the good of mankind. So again, that message was given. Uh, even in the Christmas story, so we w- we want to uh, not the Christmas story, the, the story of Christ. So we, it's it's absolutely the idea of self-sacrifice is intense upon the planet. It's it's I'm seeing the the light moving into the astral on the self-sacrifice issue as well. I can't remember if I if we discussed that or I worked a healing on that before, but because. The astral is reinforced moment to moment to moment with the thoughts of all humanities. The these even if we neutralize something, it keeps reappearing. So we we want we do need to keep working on the astral um, energy identities. And so self sacrifice is definitely been infused very very intently on the planet. And because of the action of Christ, and I'm not trying to denigrate in any way, shape or form. Uh, Christ at all. He was a very powerful, very um, um, enlightened human being, and he, he absolutely helped in so many ways. But one of the things that is especially around at, at this time of year is the idea of self-sacrifice. And from what the Higher selves have said, and what I think I'm talking to the choir, I think most of you know, that doing something at the expense of ourselves Is uh, not really what we all uh, intend we want to be balanced we want to give and receive in a balanced manner because if we're sacrificing ourselves at some point we're going to get too tired we're going to get too exhausted we're going to die we're going to get lost we're going to whatever and the, the then we'd have nothing more to give if we give to the expense of ourselves we Take away from the energy and the all that we the longevity of the giving, so to speak. So it is never a good deal to um, sacrifice the self. Doesn't mean that there won't be moments here or there where you do the self sacrifice. It happens, but a long term uh, pattern of um, sacrificing the self is it, we really want to neutralize those belief systems. That's the part uh, where we're over giving, over expending, over uh, overdoing. Now the other side of the coin, and I'm just because of time, I'm going to be jumping to that. But I want everyone to continue to release this over this end of the pendulum where giving is too much. It's it's depleting. It is uh, exhausting. It is. Okay, you know I I can't help it, but here's something else it does: it distracts us from some of the issues, other issues that we need to be or would be helpful to pay attention to, both issues about ourselves and to other ones. It's a distraction at times. It's a way to rationalize or justify an avoidance of keeping track or doing or paying attention to other things. So it's also can be part of an avoidance pattern. So I want, it could be avoiding looking at the self, looking at one's own lack of self worth. It can be all sorts of things. So we want to release all of that, um, all of that overgiving for all those reasons. And if you're Sitting there thinking of 18 more reasons, please go ahead and release it. I'm asking the higher self to help everyone release as deeply as possible all the misunderstandings, beliefs, disbeliefs, known and unknown, direct and indirect that would fuel this over uh, self-sacrificing, self-sacrificing, depleting pattern of the overgiving. Okay, now the I'm got to go to the other side, the undergiving the the ones that um and here immediately comes up is fear just holding on to whatever we have to uh because it makes us feel safe and it's not because there's anything to do with selfishness. I really um um I really find that word does not fit with what I see and what I perceive. When some when people are um because selfishness it comes from kind of a baser viewpoint in the sense that it, it, it puts on somebody a label that doesn't fit. Because when I look at people that are undergivers, I don't see selfishness. I see fear. I see all of these other things that are going on that we're going to release right now that make me hurt for them. I can't see them as bad people, so to speak. And I hope you guys can understand that, and I think you can. Uh, So I want us to release all of the the fear, the insecurities, the the ideas. Some of these, okay, some of this comes from life of great hardship with very few resources, starvation, uh, not even having a roof over the head sometimes, a lot of hardship, a lot of sort of subsistence living and so when and sometimes when we experience that especially when we've had comfort and uh, good resources in life and then we lose them for whatever reason there's some natural disaster there's some illness that comes along there's some um, you know some war that happens or whatever something comes along and takes away the comfort that is petrifying if we've grown up with no on subsistence it may not be as scary as if we've had we've had resources and then we lose them so I want everyone to release all of those experiences of loss of comfort loss of resources the subsistence living and all the fear and the insecurity that comes because what I see is the, a, a lot of these kind of things have triggered and this is interesting, theft thievery um, because when we don't have something, when we're hungry what do we do? We try to get it in any way we can because we're starving it doesn't mean we're bad people it doesn't mean that when we have reached out to borrow an apple from or eat an apple from someone else's tree because we haven't eaten for two days that we're bad people but what happens is we can be Judged as bad, and then we take on that that viewpoint from the externals that we did wrong. We've had our hands cut off in the in the past because we were thieves, we took so maybe our hand was chopped off that kind of thing. We've all experienced that, so i don't I never expected this kind of stuff to come up, but it's a l it's definitely here. The lack of giving is comes from has its roots or its foundation in experiences of tremendous lack and then what happens when we are in a state of tremendous lack that we out of desperation we do acts whether it's thievery or uh, something or worse or worse just came up okay killing someone so we want to we want to have everyone release and i'm seeing it coming from the planet not just from all of us around the rim of the circle but i feel it from the entire planet the release of the desperation the absolute desperation from extreme circumstances and the fears and the insecurities and the desperation to to help ourselves to do something about it. And a lot of avenues, you know, aren't there. You know, today we have um, a lot of things out there. We have food kitchens for the homeless, people who are hungry. We have all sorts of organizations and government programs that help people who are in desperate straits. Maybe we don't have enough, but at least we have some. We have actually a lot so, in fact, we don't see quite the extreme in this life, at least not in this, in, in, in you know, that some of the developed countries that really have resources to help their populace. Um, again, we can maybe do a lot more, but and there were so many eons of time where there was no help. There was, were no food kitchens, you know, and... Yes, there were always people. Once in a while, there were people who gave of what little they had. But in, for the most part, they were few and far between. It was dog-eat-dog world back then. So I want to all, all of us to release the terror, the devastation, the desperation of those kind of experiences. And I do feel it pulling from the, the past now, this huge pull Oh my gosh, it's it's almost like a tsunami. It feels like a tsunami and I want and I just see it moving like waves, dark waves of the ocean kind of thing from the past now moving into the light. Wow. This is an an image I've never quite seen and I want everyone to just go with it. And I'm calling in. I'm asking for just you know, the higher self to please move in through and around the totality of this whole process and please help with the neutralizing It is so huge it's almost drowning it feels like it could drown us but we're fine we're held within the light there is we're all amalgamated we are completely safe we just want to release and neutralize as much of this just desperate time desperate measures desperation oh yeah yeah that has created for us a sense of holding on keeping back not sharing for fear tomorrow if I share my bread today tomorrow I'll be starved to get starving so it comes from that kind of place and it also this is partly where hoarding comes from not all but partly some of the past now's have brought that into an extreme measure of holding on but of course there's that pattern has other aspects to it we're not going to get into but I want to adjust yikes all right, I had to create like an instantaneous, huge, huge. Okay, this is going to sound really simple, but silly, but above all of us, this huge, symbolic vacuum of light, and it's vacuuming up. It's a billion trillion quadrillion BTUs of suction power, and it's sucking up that tsunami of desperation. I just. Think that that it's enormous amount of experiences that we've had because we remember we've had tens and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lifetimes, not just on this planet but on hundreds if not thousands of planets. So the fact of the matter is we have experienced these kind of extreme lifetimes enough, and it, when it's that extreme, it leaves gigantic imprints on us. We hold it the soul. Wow, so I feel that vacuum. It's finally clearing. It's finally clearing, and I'm really excited, and it's it's coming from the entire planet, not just those of us on the rim. Hi. Of course, there's people in some of these situations today on this planet, so this is, of course, going to help, and I want the light to also be brought into the astral to work on the the energy identity uh surrounding and uh, desperation uh and tremendous fear wow i haven't even started on the receiving part but this was this is so intense i'm i'm kind of overwhelmed myself i don't know if any of you can feel this kind of thing but wow But it's been very powerful healing, so it's a tremendous amount of help for all souls around the planet. Okay, now I'm just going to go back. I'm I'm, I'm taking a few deep breaths myself because I still feel it. It's still happening. It's still in process. There's still a tremendous amount of release going on. I want to call in... um, divine serenity, and divine peace, divine courage, divine balance and harmony, divine connection, divine worth. And I want to check back in the symbol that I that silly blobby kind of symbol that I saw. And a lot has been released from it. It is Still a blob, but it's much lighter in color. It's a silly symbol, but um, it's interesting. But one side is clearer than the other. And I'm not sure what that means. Um, it feels like the, the side of overgiving is less clear than the undergiving. Now, the undergiving was the one we just had, that tsunami. And the overgiving, I think, is to have people have a harder time uh, letting go of the concept of giving because there is so much uh, positive feedback if if people are uh, givers, you get so much self-esteem and self-worth, and self uh, uh, um, you get appreciation and uh, respect from people. So it is uh, it is it's one of those issues that's hard for us at the soul level to. To actively engage in letting go of an overgiving pattern, it's been, become part of our self identity. It's become part of uh, our feeling good about ourselves, and so it can be have more resistance at the soul level. And again, by by giving up the pattern, it is not saying you won't be a giver. It's just allowing you to be more discerning and not to give at the expense of the self. And so that's really what it is. It doesn't mean you're going to, as I said, become a selfish creep. You know, it's not going to be that. Of course, you know, I don't mean that that's what you could become, but it doesn't mean you're going to suddenly become stingy or hold back from people, become a hoarder or whatever. It just simply means that you won't, you move that into a state of balance and harmony where you're not giving at the expense of yourself or your loved ones, okay? So that's a harder one to let go of, and I encourage people to continue to release. Even if you don't think you have that pattern, it certainly can't hurt to release those misconceptions and misunderstandings, the self-identity that in order to be cared about or respected or loved, you have to give, you have to overgive, it's just, um, I think it's an important one. And it, this one may take more time to come into a sense of balance uh, for those of you who have it. We, you know, So many of us who are carrying that, those good intentions and the, the loving heart, that purity of purpose and the sincerity of motive, you know, this is a pattern we've easily taken on. And it's, it is put up there as a very, very uh, spiritual kind of way of being. And so this is something that we've all handled. doesn't mean that we can't be spiritual. It doesn't mean we can't be giving. It's simply bringing this giving pattern into a state of balance. And that's what I would encourage you all to work on. Okay. Now, now I'm moving over to the receiving side. And this is a, another blob. But it's very different. It's a very different look. It's sort of like a dark hill on the platform with an indent in the center, kind of like a old uh, volcano kind of that's been worn down. You know, it's no longer active, and the rim of the volcano has gotten really worn down, and so it's just um, you kind of almost miss it because it's not that tall, but it's just a funny-looking symbol. I don't know why, or if that has any significance. But um, let's just see what starts to come up from this. This is the this is the part. Remember, that's carrying both the the, the soul that is an over-receiver uh, extreme, and the soul that won't receive anything that, that refuses to let anything come to it. Now, of course, these are the two extremes. This is we all have some aspect. But we all fit somewhere in the continuum. And so when I talk about the extreme patterns, it you know, go ahead and release them, even though you aren't part of either extreme, because we all have a little bit of everything. It's part of the human condition because we've been around so long. So, okay. Okay, well, the reason it it started to look like this sort of old dysfunct kind of volcano is what i'm seeing now is that it's beginning to come to life and it's beginning to start to release from the center where a volcano would release where where um and and what i'm seeing which is really silly is i'm seeing this sort of red stuff coming out like it would be in a volcano but i don't really know what that red represents let me give it give me a, a bit of a time here to see And it's just interesting that it's coming out like this as if it's as if whatever this is, is at the bottom of both sides of these extremes. Now, of course, red represents to me anger, but I don't know how anger would reflect in. The receiving thing, and I'm not going to worry about it, guys. I know it'll come to me. The higher selves will get me there. They'll help me connect the dots. So let's just begin by releasing anger, anger and frustration, anger and frustration, and just start to pour it out. Um, And you're doing good. And I see, um, I see, I see it coming up through the legs and the hip hip area. Of, you know, why I'm switching from the volcano to the human body, I don't know. But the the, the legs and the hips, that's like the foundation that we're working on. So uh, it, it makes sense to me that uh, physically it could be representative coming up through the legs, the anger and the frustrations coming up through the legs. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, okay. Thank you for the little connecting dots. Here, I'm getting it. First of all, And I can relate to this, guys, and I'm sure each and every one of you can. There is anger and frustration because it comes to a time when you're supposed to receive gifts like Christmas time or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you may uh, celebrate if you do. That is gift giving. It could be birthdays. It could be uh, anniversaries, whatever, that, that, that it's related to receiving of gifts. And how often have we wondered? Gee, that really wasn't anything I wanted as a matter of fact, if they knew me at all, they did not they would have known that that gift doesn't make any sense for me and <laughs> That's come up for me growing up because I was part of a big family, and I understand it now, but at the time my my parents would often get the same gift for each daughter and I was very different from my sisters in a lot of ways, and so the gift would be perfect for four of the daughters, and for me, it was irrelevant. At the time, I would think, well, God, they really don't see me, and, and, you know, you you get into that poor me kind of thing. But, of course, down the line, you see very very perfectly, you know, you have five daughters. They're all girls, so you think, okay, all of them are going to want something related to the kitchen, but the one daughter that doesn't cook who has no kitchen, at least back then, has no kitchen stuff. I mean, I gave my kitchen stuff away because I didn't need it. So but, so that's the kind of thing. And it seems silly and laughable now, but we've all felt that way in some way, shape, or form from a significant other, from a child, from a parent, from friends, from whatever. We, we, we have frustration. We feel unseen and unheard because what we've received is not related to who we are, what we would like to receive, and so we do have this this sense of frustration now uh, and anger. And sometimes um, we can be really angry. I, I I don't I can't relate to that consciously, but I'm sure in the past now I've had that too. We've all had times. I'm sure if we haven't had it in this life where there's been a tremendous amount of anger because I'm seeing a lot of anger and a lot of frustration come out the whole thing about okay here's another aspect of it the whole thing is it carries the we can certainly relate to it here but i from what i am from what i'm getting is it's not just related to the uh television and uh, marketing that goes on at Christmas time, et cetera, with trying to sell you everything, but there's but the holidays, the special events are loaded with expectations. Those gift giving times, even before we had all these electronic uh, devices, um, the internet and radio and television that really emphasized it, the expectations around the receiving of gifts was uh, built in. The added expectation meant there was added disappointment. So I want everyone to release expectations. I want everyone to release the ideas behind that, 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 um, that the measure of how someone else feels about us is related to the gift that they give us. If they give us a gift that's good for us, then we know, hey, they really care about us. We may not think that consciously, but that's the corollary. If they give us a gift that, they, that is not related to us, then gee, they must not care very much. They must not uh, see us. They must not understand us. They, they must not uh, really care uh, to be there for us. And so there's a whole element here, too, that's related to how, what we believe about the other people in our lives. And it is, okay, so, all right, so now the anger and the frustration is shifting. I feel a lot of the anger and frustration, well, it's still being released, but that, what's coming up now is sorrow. There's sorrow and a sense of being unloved and undeserved, undeserving, um, unlovability and, and, and being undeserving of to receive. And it, it, because the receiving has come in in a way that's so upsetting that we don't want to receive anymore, it's as if we turn our back uh, on receiving because the, the pain of having gotten something that was so inappropriate or so small if we were expecting something big or whatever, it did not match our hopes, our expectations. And so those disappointments, those hurts, we we want to keep re- releasing those, but those are part and parcel why sometimes we close our backs, we close, our, close off our hearts to the receiving because the receiving has been too painful. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so let's just keep releasing all of the pain that's part of the receiving and I want to call in the divine balance here, the divine understanding and the divine opening of the heart, including divine love and divine deservability. So we want to release um the misunderstandings and the misconceptions about what giving and receiving means, what it means about the other person's feelings to toward us and what uh how it and and what it means about um about how we feel about ourselves. I'm sorry but it's all very intertwined here this giving uh, this, this these two extremes of receiving uh for some reason are all um they're all intertwined here there, there's not this nice dichotomy that I had with the giving. So let's not worry about it. We're just going to go with the flow here and I want everyone to release uh direct and indirect conscious and unconscious parts of this pattern. It it feels as if that dead volcano, in a way, it it looked almost as if it was a dead heart. It it sort of transformed itself in my mind to seeing it as a dead heart. It's as if something about the heart is shut off, cut off uh, for both sides of the pattern. Uh, The the, the person who uh, can't get enough of receiving because the heart is so empty, it's so dead so to speak that the receiving makes it feel alive for a certain moment but that moment passes really quickly and then it wants to receive again so that person who is pulling in and wanting to get more 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 uh is is really c- someone coming from a very hurt very dead very uh, heart that's been in so much pain it's more or less shut off and then the person who can't receive it's the same same thing if the heart is so shut off that it, the way it handles it is it just doesn't want to even risk this being slightly vulnerable to receiving anything for fear it will trigger off all that pain, all that suffering, all that hurt. And so both, both sides have this, this symbol now. I'm seeing this very, uh, shut off, uh, heart and I want everyone to focus on the heart and I want us to focus knowing that this is the heart within all of us on the whole planet and the planet itself. I'm getting a, an image here that it's the planet itself is also involved and all the souls upon this planet. So we are doing a huge healing on this heart. And I want to call in, I'm sorry. It's making me cry again. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I want to call in higher heart consciousness higher heart consciousness is the highest level of divine love we can reach here in this five senses world it's a very powerful 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 healing energy and i want to call that higher heart consciousness in divine love whatever you want to call it the words aren't <clears throat> aren't uh, important it's the idea that we're bringing love to this heart that's been shut off that's been closed down that is so hurt and so wounded that it either needs to receive constantly to even be aware that it's alive or it needs to receive nothing because it doesn't want a chance to dis- to trigger any of the the pain of disappointment <clears throat> So I want, and and as this divine love, this higher heart consciousness moves in through and around this heart, I want to ask that we really release all that pain and suffering. This This is a lot of what was worked on in the very beginning when the higher self sort of hijacked the focus of today's healing and moved us into releasing some of that tremendous amount of pain and suffering. And I want, there's more here. I want more that's directly related to the receiving issue. I want to call in divine release, divine flush, divine heart. I want to call on divine heart, divine healing, divine comfort. divine heartbeat. I want I want all the grief and the sorrow to be let go. The grief and the sorrow. And I'm moving divine heart energy, higher heart consciousness into the astral. We want to neutralize as much as possible and empower as much as possible with this divine energy. And I want the light to move in and to neutralize the the deadened heart symbolically, whatever the energy identities are uh, directly and indirectly related to this same healing, the same issues that we're working on here for all those on the planet. And I, I am seeing some healing around the heart. It's beginning around the edges. And it sort of smushed image of the heart with the volcano. So it's like the outer realm rings of the volcano or the outer edges of the heart. Are have starting to change, and I can see the the love, of the, the neutralizing happening, and the love being moving in. And I'm asking that the the love find all the nooks and crannies, uh, all the the little tiny spaces that are there. And I'm asking the light to just permeate all of those spaces to start to bring, uh, expand the possibilities to neutralize whatever it touches allowing in more and more of this divine love this divine understanding the divine receiving the the divine experiencing of love the divine receiving of love the divine um, knowing of love and this is definitely helping I'm feeling more lifeblood it's almost as if I want to call in divine circulation actually to circulate all of these lights, all of this love, to to move it in and try to get this heart beating again. It's not quite beating, but it is definitely becoming more and more, looking like a heart. And I want to put in divine heartbeat. It's as if I want to call in, you know, what do they call those paddles that, that stimulate the heart and get it when when it's an AFib and it gets it to start. You know, I've watched too many medical shows, but I can't remember the name of that machine. But in any case, it's some machine that stimulates the heart. And that's what I want. I want to call them the divine heart stimulator here. And we want to stimulate the heart to get the heartbeat back in action for all of us. And if we have it already, that it becomes more stronger. I'm seeing it from the extreme, of course, few of us are at that huge extreme, but we want our heartbeat to not only start, but to um, to be as strong and powerful, uh, carrying that divine love, that higher heart consciousness, as best we can. Okay. I feel the heartbeat starting, guys. And I saw immediately the heart move one aspect of this heart, because it represents the heart of the totality of the planet, but I saw a very big symbolic heart move into the center of the planet. And within the center of the planet, it is pulsing out as well, which um, it means that, uh, to me that the heart chakra of the planet itself is now mo- moving into a much higher state of frequency, and which is good news for the planet because it will be... Um, it will be you know the divine heart on the planet is is going to help the the chakras of all of our uh, of all of the souls upon the planet so we're just we're just seeing that i'm just seeing that okay now i want to i'm watching it i want to see it i'm i'm going to look around the rim and i am seeing symbolically within all the people standing on the rim a heart a, a beautiful heart beating within. That that just is my way of seeing and sensing that this divine higher heart consciousness has taken on a more powerful life within each and every one of us on the rim. Uh, okay, now I want to just check the rest of the souls around the world. And of course, I don't see them individually, but I am seeing symbolically, it's as if I'm seeing a heartbeat from the souls around the world. So we have spread it around. That Everyone has taken on this this beautiful higher heart consciousness, at least at a higher level than they had before. And I think for some souls, we woke it up uh, from some of those extreme levels. Now, I do want to call in divine receiving divine balance and harmony with receiving because that's what this was all about. It was to bring the state of receiving into a higher level of balance and I do see a sense of moving away from those extremes into a kind of more centered um, realm on this continuum It's much less on the extreme and much more solidly present in a more balanced manner on the, in the center of the continuum. Um, There's still a range here. You know, we have, you know, there's always going to be variety until every soul releases and neutralizes all of its baggage, but we're not there yet. But I do see a shift in the, uh, on the planet that some, there has been a shift that in general, there are people who have, really benefited from this healing. I think all of us have really benefited, and it feels really good. So it seems like receiving um, is moving into that center place of balance. Okay. With that, um, due to the time constraints, uh, I the higher selves are cooperating with me they're closing down the forever now moment i see everybody on the rim being put in the cocoon um, myself included and there is a, a symbolic cocoon energy moving around the planet itself encompassing the totality of all the souls and so the higher self will be monitoring the continued process with the healing because the healing does continue um after the healings end on the show, but it also helps with that acclimation factor that I've mentioned um that I mention every every time. So this is a really good feeling for me. Um very, very and I'm calling in uh peace and serenity, joy, uh love, harmony, balance, forgiveness, understanding. connection, divine connection, divine everything. And with that, the healing is over. Um, Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I only have one more healing, one more session, one more radio show before the end of 2015. That will be, as I said, the Wednesday between Christmas and New Year's. Next week will be dark. Uh, as I will be traveling that day. And I wish you all the best in this holiday season. I send you great love and so much appreciation. You cannot even imagine. Just reminding you to take a look at my website, higherselfvoice.com. Email me if you wish to ask a question, request a healing, make a comment. Janet at higher dot com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com Check out my book, Soul Psychology The Book dot com. That's the splash page. And um, have wonderful, wonderful holidays, guys. And this for me to you, all the love that I can possibly give. Thank you, thank you. Mm. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichman.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.